The first atomic bomb was dropped on Hiroshima. Over humanity! The fires of frustration and discord are burning. And Let us not forget for a moment the toils and efforts that lie ahead. They say that those who forget their history are condemned to repeat it. This is the History Lessons Podcast with certified financial planning practitioner Patrick Huey, author of History Lessons for the Modern Investor and your guide to financial wisdom in the past, present, and future. You ready? Good. Let's get historical. Historical? Well, quote the Super Bowl halftime show? Yeah! This is the History Lessons Podcast for the week of February 12th, 2024. I'm Patrick Huey, author of History Lessons for the Modern Investor. And if you're a modern investor seeking some historical perspective these days, well, you're in the right place. This week, we'll be talking about taking a hike, Gershwin's glissando, and bunching deductions. But first, the news. Well, our friends at First Trust released a research note on interest rates that was worth quoting at some length this week. And besides, it was a light data week. So here we go. Quote, inflation has continued to trend down while unemployment has remained low and the economy has continued to grow, meaning rate hikes are a thing of the past. Chairman Powell in the January U.S. Federal Reserve press conference mentioned that the incoming data aligns with the Fed's criteria to initiate rate cuts. However, the Fed remains cautious, desiring an extended period of lower inflation to bolster confidence in achieving that 2% inflation target. Continuing, with Chairman Powell all but ruling out a March rate cut, attention now shifts to when the Fed will commence cuts and how many cuts will unfold throughout the year. There exists a significant gap between the market's expectations and the Fed's projections for the number of cuts. The Federal Open Market Committee, FOMC, convenes at eight scheduled meetings annually. During four of those meetings, March, June, September, and December, they released Summary of Economic Projections, SEP. In this report, participants submit their projections for real GDP growth, unemployment, and inflation. The latest available SEP from the December 2023 meeting indicates a median forecast for real GDP, GDP growth at 1.4% from Q4 of 2023 to Q4 of 2024. Both core PCE inflation, excluding food and energy, and overall PCE inflation are projected to be 2.4% over the same period. Unemployment is expected to average 4.1% in the fourth quarter of 2024. These forecasts collectively suggest sustained growth with a trend towards lower inflation. End quote. So rate hikes have been told to take a hike, but gaps between Fed expectations and what the market wants are recipes for volatility in the days and weeks ahead. Hang in there, folks. Interest rates are rising. And your annuity, purchased in the last decade, might not be keeping up, which means your financial plan may be falling behind. So if you own a deferred annuity, fixed, indexed, or variable worth more than $250,000, 
Now is the time to review it and make sure it is doing all that it can for you and your financial plan. Let us help you keep your retirement on track. Introducing Victory Independent Planning. VIP turns complex financial matters into clear and confident solutions so you can relax and enjoy retirement whenever it arrives. Get the Annuity Review Kit now. This complimentary kit includes a variety of checklists, resources, and ebooks to review the fees, features, and flexibility, or lack thereof, in your current annuity contract. It will even help you assess your overall investment goals and the people who are offering you advice. Get the kit today, because you can't teach an old annuity new tricks. To learn how VIP can help you review your annuity, click on the link in the show notes or go to victoryindependentplanning.com. That's victoryindependentplanning.com. Sign up for peace of mind today. Hey, uh, Alexa, charge the Wayback Machine and set it for 1924 AD. Charging Wayback Machine. 100 years ago on February 12th, 1924, at Aeolian Hall in New York, Paul Whiteman and his band premiered the work Rhapsody in Blue. The piece opened with a striking clarinet glissando that grabbed the listener's attention, setting the stage for a whirlwind musical journey. Throughout the composition, audience members encountered a rich tapestry of melodies and harmonies that evoked the bustling energy of urban life, punctuated by moments of introspection and contemplation. At the piano was composer George Gershwin, who brought the somewhat backroom jazzy style to the forefront of acceptable popular music. Gershwin's use of lush orchestration and unexpected harmonic progressions created a sense of spontaneity and adventure, keeping the listener engaged and enthralled. The interplay between solo instruments and the orchestra added depth and texture to the music, allowing individual voices to shine while contributing to the overall symphonic landscape. The juxtaposition of brassy brass sections and delicate strings punctuated by the rhythmic pulse of percussion instruments created a sense of tension and release that propelled the music forward with what can only be called irresistible momentum. At its core, Rhapsody in Blue was and is a celebration of American music heritage fusing diverse influences from blues and ragtime to Broadway and beyond. Now, granted, to today's ears, it isn't very jazzy. And in hindsight, we don't think of an orchestra playing sheet music to be in the jazz style. But for the music scene of the 1920s, this was groundbreaking stuff. For me, that beginning trill of the clarinet reminds me not just of United Airlines, but of an orchestra warming up separately getting ready to play before the conductor arrives and brings everyone together. That's not unlike what financial planning should be, a harmony of separate instruments and an interplay of solos that add depth and texture to your life. And yeah, the occasional sense of tension is part of that too, hopefully propelling you forward to a life well-lived. Wayback Machine disengaged. Returning to the year 2024. Finally this week, it's on to the mailbag. You've got mail. This week's question of the week was, how can I pay less in taxes if I'm taking the standard deduction? How about a concept called 
bunching. Start off, let's define what we mean by bunching tax deductions. Well, bunching is a strategy where you concentrate your deductible above the line expenses into a single year instead of spreading them out over multiple years. That means things like mortgage interest, medical expenses, and charitable contributions can all be bunched. And at the state level, at least, you can even bunch 529 plan contributions. What that does is lower your tax in the year that you do it, at least potentially if you do it right. So why should you consider bunching tax deductions? Well, one consideration might be the timing of bunching, meaning, for example, if you anticipate a significant increase in income in a given year, it might just be advantageous to bunch some deductions and offset those higher taxes. Otherwise, all things being equal, it might just save you money. It might just lower your taxes in the year in which you bunch. So let's dive further into the strategic value behind this approach. First, it's important to recognize that the U.S. tax system allows taxpayers to choose between taking the standard deduction or itemizing their deductions. With the standard deduction amount increasing in re recent years since the Tax Cut and Jobs Act of 2017, fewer than one in 10 people now are itemizing. However, for those who have significant deductible expenses, such as homeowners with mortgage interest, uh, or individuals with high medical expenses, itemizing can still yield substantial tax savings. And bunching your deductions becomes advantageous when by doing it, your itemized deductions in that single year exceed what the standard deduction would have been. So by concentrating all your deductible expenses in a single year, you exceed that standard limit, standard deduction threshold and reduce your taxable income and lower that tax bill. Future years are not affected as you still qualify for the standard deduction. So let's break down some scenarios where bunching tax deductions can be strategically beneficial. Okay, consider a homeowner with property taxes. Instead of paying the same amount every year, they choose to pay the tax for two years in a single year. For example, you'd pay for 2024's tax in November and then turn around and pay 2025's tax before December 31st of 2024. You just bunched two years of property taxes into one. And by doing so, you'd effectively double the amount of property tax deductible in that year, potentially surpassing the standard deduction threshold when combined with some other deductions and yielding what I think are significant tax savings. Similarly, for individuals with high medical expenses, bunching deductions allows them to concentrate their medical expenses in a single year and could involve scheduling things like elective medical procedures or treatments, purchasing necessary medical equipment, or paying health insurance premiums early. Think paying January's premium in late December, effectively making 13 payments in the bunching year. Charitable contributions also offer massive opportunities for bunching deductions. Rather than making sporadic donations each year, you can consider making larger contributions every couple of years. 
or use a donor advised fund to make your future year's contributions all at once and then parcel them out from the fund over time. And as we mentioned, in the realm of state income tax planning, you can look into bunching in a 529 plan if you're utilizing one to stash away money for children or grandchildren's future education expenses. About 30 states offer a state income tax deduction for 529 plans in their state, and you can make up to five years of maximum contributions in advance. It's important to note that bunching deductions requires careful planning and consideration of your financial situation. You'll need to evaluate your cash flow, obviously, your anticipated expenses, and any potential changes in tax laws to determine the most effective bunching strategy for your circumstances. And we'll talk about some of those potential changes in tax law in a second. But bunching is a bit time constrained now because of those potential changes to the law. The 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, which we already mentioned, is scheduled to sunset at the end of 2025. And without congressional action, we'll go back to the old tax regime with a lower standard deduction. So you may not want to bunch more than two to three years of, say, charitable contributions until there's a bit of clarity on how that's going to pan out. And that quite honestly, may not be for quite some time. Here is a very simplified example. Now, without bunching, these taxpayers have $19,000 in charitable donations and $5,000 in property taxes. She and her spouse get no benefit from her donations as she only qualifies for the standard deduction in all three years. Now, with bunching, she now has $57,000 in charitable donations, and she also bunches two years of property taxes to add $10,000. Her deduction in year one is $67,000. And in year two and three, it's the same standard deduction of 29,200. The difference in deduction in year one is $37,800. And that's the actual deduction minus the standard deduction, gives us that 37,800. In the 22% tax bracket, this saves you about $8,500 in taxes. And in the 33% bracket, it would save you closer to 12,500. Now, as always, it's recommended to consult personally with me and your tax professional to determine the best tax strategies for your individual circumstances. And there you have it, bunching tax deductions to save or offset taxes. Well, my fellow historians, that's all for this week. Check out my book, History Lessons for the Modern Investor, that's still available on Amazon.com. And be sure to do all the social stuff for me. Like this episode, give us a five-star review and follow us wherever you see or hear your podcasts. We're available on Substack, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Until next week, when we'll take another rollicking romp through the past and make an investment in your future with history lessons with a modern investor. See you next week. <laughs>